0: Welcome to All About the Benefits, the podcast that uncovers the power of unearthing your inner superpowers. We're here to explore the incredible benefits that come from digging deep within ourselves. Join us on the journey of unlocking your true potential. We'll uncover the hidden strengths and untapped abilities that lie within each and every one of us. Whether you're seeking personal growth or looking to make a lasting impact on the world, this podcast is your guide to unleashing your inner superhero. Get ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment, and limitless possibilities. Welcome to All About the Benefits. Here's your host, Lori Jewett.
1: Welcome back, you guys. I am super excited today. I would be lying if I didn't tell y'all that I woke up at like 4 o'clock this morning bouncing off the walls. I have got Mr. Sammy Knight himself here, the king of the Sammy-isms. <laughs> I... I, I Sammy, I, mean, I was trying to decide what couple of things I was going to pick out of your bio and go over. And I'm reading through it this morning and I was highlighting through. And my favorite thing is that you introduced your bio as being married for 43 years, talking about your sons and your grand- grandchildren. And I love that because you have a pretty amazing, um, you know, life and career. And that's at the top of the list. And I think that's super important. So, first off, I know you're su- super busy and I, Appreciate your time more than you know. Um, I'm going to let you take it for a second and tell us a little more about you, and then we'll just have a fun conversation.
2: You bet. So, what an honor to be on here. And thank you so much for inviting me. And I look forward to our uh, time together. You know, I, I start with my wife because she is the most important person in my life. And I probably didn't act that way all of our lives together, but She is for sure. And um, we've actually been together for 48 years. We dated for five and she's just a rock. So, and my kids are our greatest accomplishments and uh, they're both grown. And one's about to get married. One's uh, got two children, recently divorced, but they're both successful and good men. And that was my number one. I had two goals when we had children. One was that we did the right thing so that when it came time, they were contributors to society, whatever that was, positive Mm -hmm. contributors. And then the second goal that I had was, chances are the lifestyle I had and the life I led, and I was probably going to leave this earth before my wife. And my second goal was, and they know about it, and they're very clear on it, that for the rest of her life, they're going to make darn sure that she's taken care of. And if those two things happen, how could I not say I was a winner? Yeah. So that's kind of why I lead with that. But I, long past, you know, 40-something years in business, 20 years in corporate America. I'm very blessed to have some incredible people in my life. And I'll tell you, and it's in my bio, the most important thing in, uh, to me in business is people. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously in life as well. And so spent a the time there. I've been an entrepreneur as a minority owner all the way to a solo owner of businesses for 25 years, 23 years, something like that. And I, I don't know if there's anything I haven't touched in business. I was uh, with Macio Camo. That was my minority uh, ownership stake. I did business with 1,300 different manufacturers and brands and Thousands upon thousands of retailers and worked with Fortune, top 10, Fortune 500 companies and startups and you name it. So I've touched a lot of places and the entire path has been absolutely incredible because of people. And I love seeing people and trying to get to know them a little bit so I can read into who they are. And man, if we could just pull that inside that they won't let out if we can ever get it out. And if I can be a contributor to helping people get that out, imagine how amazing this place really would be, you know? So, so because I love people so much and I love to, you know, when I talk to you, I made a post today, a Sammyism, but if I talk to you and somebody walks up behind or stands beside us, I'm never going to leave your eyes. I'm not going to turn to them They may interrupt us, and if they do, I'll speak, but I'm going to stay focused on you because when I look at you, I'm looking in your eyes because I want to see what's first in your brain and what's second in your heart, and if we just find that way, you know, and I've been fortunate to be able to help some folks with that, but it's it's a cool thing for me.
1: Well and I know a lot of the folks that you've been able to help with that through Apex. It's so I was talking to Jeff Brecken a, a couple of weeks ago we had dinner when I was in Minnesota recording my audiobook and we were going through and he's like um we're because the ironic thing is is he I was his 99th podcast episode last week and wow. this is my like 50 something I I think maybe 60 and most of our guests have not been on each other's shows. So we were going through and comparing and, you know, kind of making suggestions and your name was one of the first ones. He said, you got it. You got to reach out to Sammy. And I'm like, no, oh my goodness. No, I can't do that. And he's like, and Jeremy Triples was there too. And they were giving me a hard time. They were like, he puts his pants on the same way everybody else does. He's just a person. But then I reached out to him and told him that you were scheduled and thanked him for it. And he was telling me that that morning that you got on a call and just kind of, just to be a friend and helping him. And I know that you do that a lot with a lot of people and that's huge. The first time I was ever really exposed to you was at a, an apex live. I think it was an apex event where they brought you up on stage and played a video. And I remember thinking you're just the most down to earth person. And I think that's what people need to be able to open up and release that inner, you know, mine is my inner orangutan as Steve Gamlin says. (laughs) having someone that can just give them that the the full attention and help them open up is just it's huge and i i've been blessed to have a lot of people like that that will just hop on calls and you know when i first joined apex a lot of people were like oh you're paying for your friends and i'm like no i'm paying to be in the room they don't have to be my friend
2: <laughs> yeah let me tell you right <laughs> yeah let me tell you your friends aren't going to respond to your request to speak with them And say, sure, I'll be happy to. The ones that aren't your friends are the ones that are going to say, yeah, but my time is valuable and there's a fee. Mm -hmm. Well, I I challenge anybody to join this group called Apex and come back to me and tell me when somebody initially reaches out and says, here's what it's going to cost. Yeah. Down the road, y'all may partner together and y'all may get into a bigger piece of business, but on the first or second time i promise you if you just need to talk they're there they're there well, that's, a know, cool, the, that's a cool that's a cool
1: well the funny thing is um a lot of the people who've done that with me um you know steve gamlin he i yep. i posted a year ago is when i started my podcast and the first time i ever called him i didn't know him and there again he's very you know not loud as in like loud but very active and yeah. always i don't know how the, the man must sleep less than i do but I posted, so I posted a video introduction for my podcast and my mic was backwards. Instead of like calling me out on it in my, you know, in the video, he shot me a message and was, you know, just, hey, I think I can help you. Let's hop on a call, yada, yada, yada. And it was almost like nine months later. He never pitched me on his, you know, on his program, coaching program or anything like that. But he gave value and gave value and gave value. And I'm like, man, if he's given me this value for free, just because he loves helping people. Oh my goodness. And now I'm a vision board client. And I'm looking at my incomplete vision board and he would be so ashamed of me, but I'm a work in progress. But so, you know, you have done a lot of things and a lot of things in business. I know you do, but I want to talk about something. Um, am my, my, one of my very best friends, Tiffany would kill me if I didn't mention this because she thinks it's so cool that you do this. You know, you have a lot of land and you do a lot of hunting and, You know, just inviting friends out to go and spend that quality time. You know, we see the hustle mentality now. And, you know, if someone is successful as you, if you watch the movies or the, you know, gurus, whatever they are, you don't see that side of it. You see the hustle, 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 but you have a lot of things that you do for quality time with people. And I want you to dig into that a little bit, because I think it goes into exactly what you said and how, you know, the end of your, your bio is all about people and those relationships.
2: So many times we try to overcomplicate everything. I'm I'm a very simple kind of thinker. Look, I started my life when I, my wife and I first got married. I didn't even have a job. I didn't have any real big drive. I was going to go to work for the telephone company. I was going to do just like my dad and retire there and raise kids and have a dog and a garden in the backyard, you know. And I got hit with some challenges when the phone company divested Of the baby bales, and anybody with less than four months' service was let go and told go find another job. And I didn't have any idea of what else to do. And I was at three years and eleven months, so I missed it by thirty days. I was like, I'll never get close again. I'll never be close again. And as time went on, and great opportunities and great people showed up in my life, there was one thing that that always stuck to me. If I could ever get whoever it was in an environment that we could talk as friends, as buddies, as acquaintances, and we were all on the same playing field. You know, and look, I've sat in CEOs' offices and been around a lot of stuff globally. And if I could ever get you to be just like me and relaxed and calm and in an environment, that you didn't have to be who you had to be from eight to five. I could do what I always called get behind your gate. We all have gates. Some people call them walls. That's right. <laughs> You're kind. If I could ever get that gate open so that I could come in your gate and you could open mine and come in mine, we could talk about things that were important, family, life, health. What are your joy? What are your passions? And when you talk to people in that world, you start to pull out of them, what's in there? What, who who are they really? Who can they really be? And that hunting environment gave it to me. I played golf with a lot of customers and I you know, I did in fishing environment as well. And I did all those things. Trust me, I did all those things. But on the golf course, there's always in golf, somebody had to come in with his golf cart a little bit nicer than the other guys or I he mean, just got some. shoes, or he just bought a brand new set of custom-made golf clubs. And it was always this one-upsmanship. And so when you came to my camp, I didn't care who you were. I've had people asked to leave my camp by me that were big customers of mine. None of them ever left, and they always came back and said, you're right, I was Mm -hmm. out of line. But I could get you in that environment, and we could be open with each other. And we could leave everything behind the gate. And if I could ever get you there from then on, there was a trust factor between you and I. And you would trust me to take care of your business, just like I took care of you here. And I bring people to my camp that, you know, might be their job, they may be work, they may work in the factory, but they're friends of mine. And mm-hmm. I'd have a CEO of a Fortune 100 company there or a key player, and I'd make it real clear. Putting those britches on the same way he is, and you're gonna treat him with respect, and he's gonna treat you with respect. And if you don't like it, I go big gate You know, and that's just it's just been that place. Kind of the safe haven for everybody, but it's so important that we understand each other as best we can. We don't have much time, and we don't have much time with each other face to face. And when we do, it is so important that we're able to. To make that connection, who knows? Forty years down the road, you may need them, and they may need you. And if it's a good, positive connection, then it will be. Then it'll be something rewarding for everybody. So that's why. That's what I do. That's why I do it. I love the outdoors. I mean, what what a better place to spend your day than outside? Really?
1: Right. Well, unless it's winter in Michigan, and then mm, I don't know. (laughs) Even
2: then, I love it. I love cold. I love hot. I love. I mean.
1: One of my, I, I, you know, I used to do business, business prospecting and I was, you know, just building rapport because what, you know, what we do, right. A very simplified version of what you're talking about, just, you know, in brief conversation. Um, but something about the weather came up and this man, I, we never did business together, but what he told me stuck with me forever. He, he said, you're either going to find a way to enjoy the snow or you're going to be miserable for six months out of the year. And um, I came home and we went and bought four-wheelers and we love to go out and, you know, snowsuit up and go just get messy and play and pull tubes behind the four-wheelers and just get silly. So I joke about it, but I, we've actually found ways to enjoy the- and Think uh, about the it.
2: Think about it. It allows you to unplug. And When you unplug, we have a mind that's filled with chaos. You don't have to have ADHD. You can classify it, whatever. We have mm-hmm. a mind that's filled with chaos because of- what we live in every day. Mm -hmm. And if we don't unplug, then how are we ever going to get through that chaos and see what might really be in there, right? And if I can unplug with guests and they can unplug you know, and vice versa, then what can we accomplish together? I always say, if one mind's doing the thinking, you got the value of one mind. If two are doing the thinking, you got three times the value of one mind. Why not figure out and resolve the issues? Right. So, and I also like to go out and hunt a little bit. My friends do too. And then it's this, it, we, we, and the, you know, the harvest is a bonus, it's a reward. And when we're fortunate enough to harvest an animal, everybody's excited, <laughs> regardless of who harvested it. Everybody's excited and everybody's, you know, there's laughter and jokes and cutting up. And on the way back, it breaks down. You always hear, man. I've had such a great trip. And then the other thing I do with my guests, the male guests, I've had a few husbands and wives, so I can't do this when I have that, and kids and stuff. But the male guests, when they come and stay with me, I always ask for their wife's phone number or significant other. And I may, back in the day, I asked for the landline. Then I went to the email. and Then I went to their phone number and I text. But And I send a note as they leave my camp. And they always ask, oh, well, well, what, what do you want my wife's phone number for? I said, because I'm going to send her a note. It's none of your business what I'm going to send her. She wants to <laughs> share it with you. She can't. You're down here at my camp, so you don't have a choice. Right? <laughs> if you ever want to come back, you're going to give it to me. And uh, so I send a note and I say, thank you for allowing your significant other, spouse, whatever it may be, to come spend a little time with me so that I can develop a friendship with him. And I feel like he has with me. And The time that we spent talking about family and your spouse or your significant other and all of those things, it's very evident how much you mean to it. And I just want to thank you for sharing that time and how busy you have to be for the weekend. And so for me personally, just a thank you. Amazing what that does to your business. Amazing what that does to your client or to your friend or to your customer. Mm -hmm. instantly they're calling you going dude when I got in the door I I was met with a big smile and and what a nice guy you must have been with and blah 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 blah, you know and it and it meant something Mm -hmm. and so guess what I got the wall down we got the gate open and I'm not gonna let it close so a lot of things like that you know I'm lucky I'm a blessed man why shouldn't I share it
1: well it's so it's so smart on so many different levels, especially when you're talking in business partnerships, not even that, even friendships and relationships. So many times it's surface level, right? Like the, the, you know, five minute rapport or whatever, whatever the case is being able to dedicate that time away from your family. You know, I mean, you're, you're sacrificing time from your family to build those relationships, but like you, you mentioned something earlier, it may be 40 years from now, but you may need that person or they may need you and you still have that connection you know from that trip and I think that's fantastic. Me personally, I when I was a teenager, I went hunting once and I was never allowed to go back because I um, oh. I yeah it made me sad. I love venison. Venison chili is one of my favorite things in this world, but I could not watch it go down. so I may or may not have
2: scared the deer away on purpose. You know you know I've taken you would be stunned at how many people I've taken with a camera. Really? I make it. Oh, I make it clear. I tell them, look, you don't have to shoot. We don't. We don't even have to take a firearm. You want to ride around and see what these animals do during the course of a day and how they respond and react to calling and whatever else it may be. We do that. I don't care. It's see, not. It's never that. been about the. It's never been about the kill to me ever. Ever. It's and, and when I when we are fortunate enough to to harvest. To me, it's the value of—I mean, it's the bounty. It's yeah. I don't allow people to shoot animals with me that they're not either going to eat or make sure somebody else eats. Yeah, I other. love it.
1: I love it. Just watching it scares me. But <laughs> a yeah. friend of well, ours—no, there's
2: nothing wrong with it.
1: Yeah, nothing I'm just—I'm an—I'm an empathetic person, and I worry about like you know the, the bambies and
2: if oh, you shoot, yeah. you know, what happened to
1: the babies? Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> My wife doesn't, my wife doesn't hunt, but you know, you mentioned my wife a minute ago about me being away and all my wife knows what makes me tick behind my gate. And so she's a fan of me going and she's now starting to come down there with me, but not to hunt. She, she refuses to do that. I'm out in the field doing whatever. And she's at the camp with a cup of corn trying to get, Deer to eat out of her hand, you know. So it it's not about killing them, yeah. Harvest. It's about utilizing the harvest and enjoying these great outdoors. So
1: yeah, and building building those relationships. So I live on eighty acres in Michigan, and oh, nice. We don't hunt, so our friends really love us.
2: (laughs) I bet they do.
1: We we have a deal. Yeah. You have a deal. You give me just a little bit of of venison every year. And now the funny thing is my in-laws are across the street from us and we joke that that's the sanctuary because no one's allowed to hunt on that side of the road because my, you know, my daughter rides her horses over there and all that. But the deer come October, I promise you all the biggest deer hang out like right across the road and just watch. And all of our, our friends are like, they're just taunting us, and I'm like, mm-hmm, they know they're smart. That's, That's the sanctuary right, right. over there. Right.
2: They really are. <laughs> they, yeah,
1: they get smart. So,
2: yeah.
1: you and I are going to be in an event together in October, the Slaymaker Success Summit. Oh yeah, and, yeah,
2: I'm excited.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm so I'm sponsoring the event, and oh, um, wow. my my one of my best friends, Tiffany, who isn't she's in Apex. Um, she got just a regular general admission ticket since I was sponsoring it and kind of going to be involved and in all. And the day that, truth be told, I like I Kyle and I run a podcast together, and so I kind of knew in advance that uh, you were coming, and I may have leaked it, and she upgraded to VIP right there. One of her, one of her big bucket list things is for her and her husband to, at some point in the next fifty years, be invited to, to your, um, your hunting property. So she's like, I get to meet him. I get to get my book on her. She was so excited. So, and I'm excited about that. that too. Out.
2: That's an honor. That's well, awesome. I,
1: I got a fresh copy of your book to bring with me That's so sweet. I can get it signed. So, you bet.
2: Thank
1: um, you. you know, one of the things that you do that I love is one, your consistency in, on your social media posts. That is something that a lot of us, I'm raising my hand for those of y'all that, you know, this is audio only, but I'm raising my hand because I I struggle with the consistency of the posts, but sometimes your posts are, you know, your, your Sammy is a memes, which I love ever. I don't think I've ever seen one that I didn't love. Um, And if you guys don't follow Sammy Knight on Facebook, do it because I promise you, and I saw the one you talked about this morning and it made me think of a conversation I recently had where someone did that. There were people all around and he was zoned in. And when he was talking to the next person, he was zoned in on them. So that's whenever I saw your post this morning, that's what I was thinking of. But sometimes they're long form. And I love in the beginning, you're like, stick with me till the end or something to that effect. Because I'm like, when you say that, I stick. I, I don't yeah. know why. <laughs>
2: my
1: my attention span, um, most people I was talking to, I remember who I was talking to about it the other day, but we're talking about like the long form versus short form. And I'm like, there's there's certain people that I will read their long form. Yours is one of them. Steve's, I'll read, Gamlin's. Thank you. Um, But a lot of them, I know that they're not going to keep my attention. And I'm like, I'm not even going to try. So I'll wait till that person to post a short form. But whether it's long or short form, your posts are packed with value. You never have filler posts. A lot of people that post consistently have kind of the like, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it does. It does, It. you know, I don't, the way I got started on that, I've had people over the years, you know, because I'm pretty opinionated. It's probably why I went into cor- went out of corporate America because I'm not a good employee. I'm, I mean, I learned that. I'm just not a, I'm going to tell you what's on my mind. You may not like it. It's never meant, you know, as a shot at you. It's just what's on my mind. And, and so I, I'm quick if somebody makes a comment about, you know, and they're kind of lost. I'm quick to give a one-liner because I told you I'm very simple. I look at business this way. Business to me is simple and people are like, oh, no, it's got all these complexities and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it doesn't. The biggest thing we have to deal with in business is the federal government. We have to pay them taxes. We have to tell them how much money we made, how much we spent, and how much income we got, right? It's three pieces. They make it complicated how they look at it, but and really, if you boil it down, it's debits and credits. It's two pieces. <laughs> make it complicated for me. Tell me why business isn't simple. And so I'm quick to give that one liner response. And people are like, dude, I never thought of anything like that. Just another Sammyism. And people have said that to me many times. And, I, and when Stuman started challenging us about posting and consistency and And it means more to people than you think. And they may not comment and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they don't want to hear me. But how can I do something that's different? You know? And so I kind of coined that Sammyism as somebody else gave it to me. I didn't create it. And uh, I have a lot of comments from people like yourself that, hey, this is perfect timing, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when when I write them, I write them every morning. I get up about 4 or but most every morning, and I'll sit down. I may have a thought if I'm in a, you know, some passing something and something hits my mind, I'll type it in my notes on my phone, you know, and then later go back and revisit it. But I'll do them in the morning. And most of the times when I get up, I have my coffee, splash cold water on my face to make sure I'm alive and I can feel the pressure of the cold. And I sit down and I start writing them. And. They come quick, and as I write them, I'm thinking, "How can somebody use this? How can this impact somebody? How can this make somebody's day better?" And suddenly, I'm writing another one, and I'm partially writing another one, and so I've got 1,600 notes in my phone of Samiisms that are out in the future. 1,600 right now. I got five years of Samiisms in my phone ahead of me. Because so many people reply to me. Think about it. If I didn't Mm -hmm. post that, they wouldn't reply to me. Give me another idea that I could share down the road. Because if it's bothering them or if it helped them, then it may help somebody else. It may help somebody else get out of their shell. And ultimately, that's my goal. Get out of your shell. Be who you really can be. I tell everybody, the very first thing you should do every morning is look in the mirror and say, today's the day. I'm gonna win today. Not tomorrow. And I can't do anything about yesterday. I'm gonna win today. Or I'm worth it. Or and I'm worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the Samiisms have become very rewarding to me. I get I'm the benefactor, nobody else. I get to I I get to speak to people about just different things. And so it's kind of cool.
1: It's interesting to me that you mentioned the, when people respond to you, it triggers other thoughts and ideas because I I do the same, I I have the same thing when I start having conversations, whether it's, you know, on social media or not. Now my, I guarantee you my phone notes are not as organized as yours. When I was writing my book, I think I probably had 20 different folders and I'm like, I, there's some, there's some notes that I never did find. I know they're in here somewhere. I don't know what I've done with them, but I told Hillary when we were working on my book, I'm like, we'll just save that for book number two. It's fine. (laughs) But You know, those conversations do trigger things. And I think it's important to, for people to know, anybody that you know has a message that they want to get out there, which whether they realize it or not, everybody has a message, whatever it is, every single person has something that they can teach other people and make an impact on the world, truly. And it's incredibly important for when you start doing that, because there will be posts that you have, maybe not you, but me. I have zero interaction on it. I'm like, man, that was a good one. Like, how did nobody?
2: <laughs> but you have, have to em. keep going. Yeah, and I have them. And i tell you what I do. And, and the first few that happened to me like that, I'm like, golly, maybe I am as big an idiot as I thought from the beginning. But what I have to do is take that note and try to figure out my pitch. Maybe my pitch was wrong. And then what it ends up happening is I made that post for me. Mm-hmm. And that's where I make a mistake It's when I make that post for anybody it adds value to, that's when I get bombarded when I do it, because I feel good about my post and I put my thumbs in my suspenders. People are like, I'm sure they read them and go, what the is he talking about today? You know? So yeah, it, I am very consistent with it. It is a part of my day. It means a lot to me. Um, and it it really helps me stay grounded too, and keep my head out of the clouds, and stay the simple guy that I am. And so I, I'm the benefactor. I, it, I'm sure there's people that it benefits, but I'm the benefactor.
1: Well, that it's interesting, and I'm now you got my wheels turning and thinking about when I've done that. But you're that's a really good point that whenever you you know post for yourself because it you know makes you feel good or proud or whatever rather than posting for other people that now I got to go back through my social media and everything I'm and like oh nope that's where I went wrong yeah. but that I mean that's a really good point that I personally hadn't thought of
2: yeah we sometimes we overthink sometimes we underthink I look at social media as media as something we're sharing and am I sharing to myself or am I sharing to friends of mine that it means something to you know and, because I need your I need it to I need your interaction because I read the comments on everyone I post. I look at who liked it, you know, because it tells me, you know, maybe somewhere down the road, I want to make sure I come in contact with these folks, but I read the comments and I'll build post off a comment mm-hmm. for the future, you know, and if I don't engage, and, and you, then I'm failing you. And I see so many people make posts and they don't engage. Mm-hmm. And I think that's wrong. I think if somebody takes the time to write a comment, you respond, whether it's just a like. Now, if people like Steven and he gets 250 of them, he can't, but he does a pretty good video of them. Mm-hmm. So I I just think that's, that's part of my responsibility is in doing this. But golly, Laurie, I'm so blessed to be where I am today. And I owe it. Obviously, I'm a faith based guy and I definitely owe it to my father above, but I owe it to the people that did it. Remember, I said I I didn't have any ambition. Mm-hmm. I was just going to do what my dad did. You know, I had to develop that. I had to get a killer instinct to say, You're not going to beat me, even though I don't have a college education. And even though I this and that and this and that, we're, we're going to compete you against me. And I had to develop that. I don't know how to do it. Learned it the hard way. Made a lot of mistakes. Screwed up a lot. Learned from every one of them.
1: As long as you learn from them, mistakes are fine, right? (laughs) Yeah,
2: they are. You keep repeating
1: them, it's a problem.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so for me, it's, it's a constant, constant battle to continually grow. I'm 64 years old. I'm at a point where my life says I need to share everything I know in my head so the next generation can be better. And if I do that, my dad told me a long time ago, if I do that, then I'll have had a good run here on earth. And so that's where I'm at. But I'm I'm steadily growing just every day, you know? And it's like, I thought that when you get old, you stop growing. I'm growing more. So cool. What an honor.
1: Well, and base of that comes from you giving back. You're giving back to other people and getting back sometimes. At least I feel like whenever I right? cause my I love making an impact. I am like, my love language is all of the gratitude and appreciation. If I am seeing like a positive change in somebody, that's where I, I can't remember what I said on Jeff Brecken's podcast the other day, but he like stopped and wrote it down. I'm like, oh, that was really good. I need to remember what I said, but I don't remember what it was, but basically I'm addicted to that impact and to seeing the change. And I see you do that. I mean, you do it on a whole different scale and level than I do. And I see the the rewards coming back, whether that be just like, my feel goods or, you know, other people reaching out. I'm at a point now where I had, you know, I, I'm in a transition period. I don't know what I to do when I grow up, but I know I want it to have something to do with getting people to realize whatever it is they're hiding probably is a superpower and they need to, you know, let it loose to the world. And I'm at a point now where just from putting that out there, I have people reaching out to me, you know you know, Kyle reached out to me yesterday and was like, Hey, so what do we, me, but he's like, what are we doing with this ADHD thing? Like, what is your goal? Where do you want to go with it? How are you going to turn it into, you know, how are you going to monetize it? Yes. I do, Cause I would just spend all of my time talking to people and giving back for free, but I do have bills to pay and a kid with three horses. So oh, absolutely.
2: <laughs> and they eat 24 hours a day. Kids and horses.
1: Yes. Yes. They, they, they sure do. And we have a 16 year old daughter. And so between her, her boyfriend and the horses, I'm like, I need to figure out a way to do this. But my point is when you, when we give out, it comes back. Most of the time, tenfold. So, and I love yeah, that. Yeah. I love watching you do that and watching, and I've kind of seen the evolution over the last couple of years of the, you know, the Sammy in your posts. And I think it's awesome that you do it every morning. So you don't schedule them. At-
2: no, I've never, I, I, if you told me, Hey, Today, we're going to talk about how to schedule a post. I'd have to call somebody. I have no idea how to do it. Honestly, I have no idea.
1: It it, it seems to kill my engagement, but I, I worry that I'm going to forget. Actually, as we said this, I normally, so I run our church's um, Facebook page oh, cool. and everything. And I'm like, oh, yep, I totally, I ran out of scheduled posts. And so I've been trying to remember to do it at 10 o'clock every morning. I'm like, whoops, there isn't a post today. It's fine.
2: I learned this when I was in the food business. I had customers that would literally, a guy told me, he said, if you're going to go see a customer once a week, be there the same time every day, every week the same day. And I had customers that when I walk in their door, they'd look at their clock just to make sure I was on time. And if something happened and I wasn't there, they'd call the office saying, hey, is he okay? Where's he at? So punctuality means something. So if If I'm going to post between five and seven, depending on what group it is, I need to do it. But it's not for the people to see it. It's for me. I've accomplished it. I did what I said I was going to do. So I won. Whether they reply, like it, delete it, unfollow me, whatever, I won. I did what I said I was going to do. And I think that's important, you know. And I, I think people look for that, you know, and you come across countless things in the course of a day, guarantee you that you got 80 acres, you got horses, you got a 16 year old, God forbid, thank <laughs> goodness. Thank you, Jesus, for taking mine to the 30s, now, <laughs> everything in the course of a day, hundreds of things. And a lot of times they're little one word things that will spark a thought on you. If you can ever get to where you can write them down when they hit, whether that be, it's easy for us all to get distracted, we're busy. But whether that be on your notes, I used to, years ago, and I've started carrying them again, I carry a little bitty small pocket spiral binder, spiral notebook, and a pen, you know, a pen right here in my pocket. And I'll flip that thing over, and just write a note across the page, and close it, and put it back down or whatever. Because I'm going to go back to it. For some reason, that thought hit me, and there's a reason. I don't know what it is, but there's a reason it hit me, and I need to keep it, and I'll figure out what it is down the road, because whatever put it in there is going to tell me what to do with it later, and so that's why it's kind of gotten easy in the morning I just get up. Oh, there's a bird singing outside. Let me find a bird singing, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You really do have a way of simplifying everything. I love that about you, because I'm like, oh, wow, okay. (laughs) It is simple. We over, we overthink and overcomplicate.
2: Yeah, we do. We do. In yeah, and then we do the kiss of death. We put emotion in it. You know, I and people look at me funny when I say business has no emotion. It doesn't. It doesn't have a heart. We put a heartbeat in it, but realistically, it doesn't have a heart. It's simple. Business has no emotion. People have emotion. Mm-hmm. And when we allow emotion to get into business. We start to tear it down because then it becomes yeah, yeah, and drama and everything else. And so if we learn to separate business from personal, life's a lot better. And so the learning that we get on the personal side, if we take a little bit of emotion out of it and apply it to the business side, it's amazing and vice versa. If we take some of the learning we get in business and we apply it to the personal, but we put a little emotion in it, it's amazing. hmm and all we gotta do is do it. You know, take the step. Why not? You go over nothing more beautiful than a horse. I mean if you sat there and watched them for five minutes, you'd come up with you could write a book watching them how majestic they are and how the how they how they flow through the air, you know, like just just this steady, beautiful gallop that's so consistent. And I mean how could you not think of something good about life when you see that, you know?
1: Yeah, very good point.
2: And it's simple. Mm -hmm. We make it complicated. Oh, well, the muscles that are being used for that horse to try it at that consistent pace, and that's complicated. You know?
1: It's pretty. Just enjoy it. Learn from it. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, if we can ever get people to just dig in a little deeper and let it out. Mm -hmm. I, I had no ambition. I had no idea. I had no no drive. And I had to dig in. And I've been digging in ever since. And digging a little deeper. And there's still something in there I hadn't got out. But if we could ever do that, and we could bring it out to the forefront, and we could put it on the outside, and then really get behind it, and really embrace it, and really push through and drive. Business will be easy because it's got a different meaning. And you've got a more positive approach to how to handle it. Life can be easier. It's got different meaning and you can handle it, you know, and and everybody says strengths from within. Why do you hide it? Bring it out. So I can give anybody a tip. That would be a tip for today.
1: Well, I love that because I was about to ask you before we wrap up, what is your one piece of advice or tip? And that I think that, that you nailed it.
2: Man, we may have been on the same wavelength here.
1: something, like it, tele- yeah. It, if we were,
2: yeah, if you're thinking like me, you may want to swing by that therapist or psychiatrist or something. Say, Look, I've got a problem, and this is what happened.
1: <laughs> uh, well, Sammy, this has been awesome. I appreciate you so much. Um, I know you know everybody needs to follow you on Facebook. Is Facebook the best place for people to find you, or is there another place that?
2: No, Facebook is good. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Tiger is my nickname. Even in my hometown, I have to write, sign my checks that way. Tiger Night 58 is for Instagram. I just wish everybody the greatest day and the greatest weekend and, and really dig down, pull your strength out. It's in there. Lori, it's such an right. honor. What a, what a great time visiting with you. And, and I really appreciate it.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you in October. We're going to have a a ton of fun in Pennsylvania. I don't think I've ever been there, so I'm excited.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it'll be cold, but I'll like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, October. It'll be, like, at home. So, well, Sammy, I appreciate you so much. And um, you have a fantastic rest of your – whoa, it is Friday, so have a fantastic weekend. And thank you guys for listening. I appreciate all tuning in and liking and sharing and all that good stuff. Have a great weekend.
0: Thank you. And that brings us to an end of another empowering episode of All About the Benefits. We hope you've been inspired to dig deep and unleash your inner superpowers. Remember, the journey to discovering your true potential is ongoing. Embrace your strengths, celebrate your uniqueness, and continue to strive for personal growth. We are grateful to have you as part of our community, and we invite you to stay connected with us on social media, share your own stories of empowerment, and keep the conversation going. Thank you for joining us on this transformative adventure. Together, let's continue to unlock our superpowers and create a world where everyone can thrive. Until next time, keep shining bright, and remember, you are capable of amazing things. Stay empowered.